0: begin. October and Fish are traveling across the Redder black sea aboard the lackluster steamship the Agatha. The boat's beetle employee was lost to sea despite Fish's best effort, and now she and October are investigating the suspicious circumstances of his death. They received an incriminating comment suggesting the deceased had a connection with Professor Waspington O'Connell. Also, Fish is bad cop. We now find them... Out on the upper deck. October is pacing.
1: This is a small boat. Where the hex is
2: Waspington? (sighs) Wow. Those are some thick clouds looming overhead. Yeah. Looks like incoming rain. Think maybe
1: it has anything to do with someone's passive weather powers? What? Me?
2: Yes. You. No, can't be. I'm in a great mood. You only get scary clouds like that when I'm really sad. Well... You seem pretty upset about the whole
1: Brody situation. It starts pouring
0: rain.
2: No, that's not really bothering me. If
1: you say so. (sighs) Looks like we're not going to find Waspington anytime soon. Let's just continue the investigation.
2: You got it, partner. Let's go shake these punks. She tromps into the dining room where Chirpy and
0: Sheldon are sitting together. Chirpy waves brightly and pops up to walk them over,
2: linking arms with October. Hey, October! That storm came out of nowhere, huh? Uh, yeah. Sure diddly did. Punks. Come in, sit with us. Have
0: some tea. It'll warm you up. At the table, Sheldon is just sitting there, with tea, toast, jam, etc. Chirpy unlinks and pulls out a chair for October. Thanks.
3: Good day, Miss Jones. Miss with legs?
0: He doffs his hat as Chirpy pulls out a chair for fish.
2: No, thank you. I'll stay.
0: Okay. She sits next to Sheldon, who offers October a
3: fresh cup of tea. Tea, Miss Jones? Sure. Truly unfortunate what happened to that poor beetle.
1: It's a tragedy. I've been inconsolable.
2: But Sheldon's been so resilient about it.
3: It's true. She's been (laughs) weeping all over the place.
2: Yup. Well, well, well. If it isn't Chirpy Singer and Sheldon Spottingham. What?
3: It's Lord Spottingham. Hacker. Don't talk back to me, you scum! What are you on about?
1: Me and Fish with Legs are trying to figure out what happened to Mr. Body, and she's... You can't tie me down! I'm a loose cannon! Loose cannon!
0: Taking it hard. Hard-boiled. Fish paces erratically as October takes her
1: research journal out and sips her tea. <clears throat> so... The captain is convinced what happened to Mr. Body was an accident. Or claims to be. Yes. But Chirpy, your testimony casts a lot of doubt on that claim. So is there anything more you can tell us about what you saw? You were there, October. I don't know what else I could say. It was dark, but I swear I saw someone running
2: away after Brody fell.
3: That's all right, darling. Having seen, anything is helping. enough. Did we
2: ask for your opinion, Lord Fancyface? Pardon me. Cool off, partner. Fish
3: <laughs> with legs cools
1: off.
2: Aggravated sigh. That's fine, Chirpy. Thank you.
1: As for you, Mr. Spottingham. Lord
3: Spottingham, please. I'm a member of the Peerage.
1: Now, now, sweetheart. Don't let your temper get the better of you. Yes, elaborate on that for me. What's a high-ranking member of Empire Nobility doing on a boat like this?
3: Well, of course, my fiancé was so excited to ride the Agatha. We... Couldn't pass up the opportunity.
1: He was so sweet to bring me.
3: That said, to tell the truth, we don't have much money. The title is hereditary. Other than that, my wallet has been thin ever since my late brother gambled away the family fortune. We suspect he was killed over his debts from the tiger beetle races.
0: Yes, that was truly tragic.
3: Indeed. Life since Baldwing's death has been... Difficult. Living without our family's money has been an adjustment but. Living without a brother. I still can't believe it.
0: But things haven't been all bad since then.
3: Of course not, no. I have you with me. And it was a happy coincidence that a ticket for the Agatha was so affordable.
2: Uh, sorry for your loss. Uh-huh. Where were you when Mr. Body fell?
3: I was retrieving Chirpy's purse from our cabin. would, hang on. Surely you don't think We're just
2: trying to place
1: everyone at the time of the incident. Mm
3: -hmm. Well, I saw him here, in the dining room. Then I went to our cabin to find Sherpy's purse. She's so generous to the less fortunate. But darling, you should really try to be neater with your things. I had a devil of a time finding it. Brody came by our cabin and asked if he could help, but I respectfully declined. He was a tad persistent. It was (laughs) off-putting. No one wants overly eager help. But after a moment, he left. Then I heard the shouting, but paid it no mind. Boat workers are rough people, you understand. It all seemed usual. Though all the commotion afterwards drew me out.
1: So he just came and left?
3: Weird. Truthfully, the man seemed socially inept. I didn't want him in our cabin pawing through Chirpy's delicates. Hmm.
1: Did you see the professor?
3: Uh, He came up behind me as I reached the group. After the splash.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And your cabin is located. It's the last last one on the left. Oh,
2: sorry, but I wanted one with a good view of the wheel. Thanks. Interesting stuff. We'll have to see if your friends can confirm your story. Unless, of course, there's something you'd like to just tell us right now. What? Fish, calm down. (sighs) We'll see if your story checks out. Mm -hmm.
3: It should. It's true.
1: Mm Mmm. So if you and Waspington were running up the left, Captain Hummer was running up the right, and we were on the upper deck, how could anyone get to or from the bow without being seen? Birdie was working on a crane. Is that something? Swinging on the crane to get around? No, he was dismantling it. And
2: what about the yelling? Yeah, we heard two voices, right? But Captain Hummer said Birdie fell alone. All alone. Into the cold, dark water. And there was that strange pause before the splash. So someone's lying. Maybe multiple someone.
3: Miss with legs. Are you suggesting an accomplice?
2: Maybe that's exactly what I'm suggesting. Where were you yesterday evening? Uh, Fish, we just did that. Are you okay? I'm a wild card! Okay. It's about time we
1: get back to looking for Professor O'Connell. We have reason to suspect that he had a motive. Oh, good luck. There's something sinister about him. It makes me uncomfortable. Really? Does he have a bad reputation? The Duchess mentioned something about that.
3: You can't trust anything that old moat says. He's in good standing at the university, always going on research trips when he's not teaching classes. You need grant money for that.
0: Yes, but there's something a bit off about
1: him. Don't you think? I saw him murmuring a lot with Captain Hummer.
3: Hmm.
1: Any idea where he is? We've been looking all afternoon. He's probably in the cargo hold.
3: He does seem to be down there a lot.
1: We'll check there again. Thanks for the tip. Come on, Fish. October
0: stands and heads for the door. She stashes away her book and pulls out Fish with Leg's Dracula cape. She drapes it over herself and her bag as she heads outside. Goodbye! Fish lingers behind, eyeing Sheldon. I'm watching you, Lord Fancyface. <laughs> Fish zips away and joins October out on the slippery upper deck. Despite the roof, water courses in sheets across its surface, blown by the wind. They go slowly toward the stairs, October shuffling and clutching the railing with both hands.
2: You didn't ask them about the whole she-dated-his-dead-brother thing? Well, that's not really relevant to the case. Yeah, but it's juicy stuff. Fish. Right. We can't let your feelings get in the way of the case, detective. This job requires a tough stomach and a calloused heart. Calloused
1: heart? Calloused! Let's just go. I want to get out of this rain.
0: The pair slosh along the upper deck and down the drenched stairs, then around the back of the main cabin and down to the lower deck. To the left slash port is a long kitchen counter type thing. To the right slash starboard are a series of metal doors, most of them ajar. The end of the short hallway has another, probably the cargo hold.
2: Hold me back, hold me back! I want to get my fins on that murdering wasp! What kind of sicko does murders? Fish stomps her foot and drags
0: it like an enraged unicorn, then barrels forward at... Whoop! October snatched her. Wait,
2: no! October, put me down! You told me to hold you back! Yeah, but you weren't supposed to.
0: October tucks her friend under her arm and saunters drippily to the cargo hold. Put me down! Mm Mm-mm. The cargo hold is empty of other life. Kinda messy though, there's bits of seaweed strewn about and a big clump
2: dangling from a porthole. Probably a leak, there's some water too. Where is he? probably off doing more murders because he's a murderer and we need to bring him to justice for the murders he did. This wasp is so elusive. What's our next step, partner? Going into a violent rage and messing up the crime scene? Huh? You're out of control, fish with legs. I'm a loose unit who gets results, but you damage the crime scene and your rampant substance abuse damages your personal relationships. I don't need love, just the thrill of the chase. Look at this. i found the most important clue of all. Exhibit Ha! But at what cost, Fish? At what cost?
1: Let's go check out those quarters. Brody must have had a room down here. We can search it for clues. Okay. But can you put me down? No. Did you not hear what just came out of your mouth? October heads
0: back into the hallway. Only three of the doors are closed.
1: Three doors, three crew members. Which one do you think is Brody's? The left one. You sound very confident. I'm a lucky talisman. I know these things. Okay, sure. Let's bet bad cop on it. What? If you're right, you can continue being bad cop. But if you're wrong, I'm bad cop
2: and you're normal fish with legs. Chief, I bet my badge on it. You got yourself a deal. Okay then. Ow! Oh, October dropped her. She's not as
0: bouncy as you think. Bad October. October turns the big wheel on the front of the door to unseal it and pulls it open. Yes! yes. What?
2: Aw, oh, snap!
0: Good job, October. It's definitely Mandy's room. The small rectangular room is scrupulously neat and tidy, except for a big pile of dirty laundry in one corner, a mix of yellow and black. There's a triangular symbol like a stylized mantis head with two claws under it, mounted on the wall next to the door, a small altar in the corner with some rocks, and a rack of mustard yellow dresses. The symbol is a larger version of Mandy's pendant, There's a photo of a group of mantises and habits on the bedside table.
1: Sorry, Fish. Guess I'm bad cop now. But, but my luck! I'm a good luck talisman. This should be the right room. Do you think that maybe there's something else on your mind that might be
2: affecting you? Mm, Nope. Guess I'm just a little off today. Enjoy being bad cop. I will.
0: October tries the middle door, but it's locked. Hmm. She pulls some lockpicks from the boot without a knife in it and
2: gets to work. This is very measured work for a bad cop. Maybe you should tap into old October. Remember the super racist October who would arrest people on a whim? Use that! There! Got it!
0: October wheels the door open. This room is consistently messy. The clothes strewn everywhere are beetle-proportioned and all black. It has a bookshelf, unlike Mandy's, with bars to keep the books in place when the ship rocks. No pictures, but there is a dried sprig of almond blossoms in a bottle glued to the table by the bed. This is Brody's room.
1: What are we looking for? I don't know.
0: Evidence. October sifts through the clothes on the open wall bed as fish rummages through the mess of papers on the small battered desk. This guy sure liked black turtlenecks. Well, you
2: don't see me commenting on your gray tunics. Huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, I found a letter. A very unpleasant letter.
0: October leans mm-hmm. to look over her,
2: let's say, shoulder. Bet you wished you could read Aunt now. You're being very snarky for a good cop. <gasps> it's a death threat! It says from you know who. Ominous. I recognize that symbol.
0: October grabs
2: the letter and runs out
0: of the room. What? Where
2: are you going? Oh, oh, okay, we're running. Okay, okay, now this is some loose unit stuff. You've got an attitude problem, Detective Jones. Ah, but you get results.
0: Fish runs after October and catches up with her in the cargo hold, where October is kneeling in a pile of seaweed by Waspington's crate. She compares the four overlapping circles burned into the side with the letter. There's a matching symbol at the bottom. (gasps) Oh, my moon goddess. Professor O'Connell.
4: Hey, get away from that.
0: Fish and October twist around. Waspington O'Connell is standing in the doorway. October stands quickly, hiding the letter behind her back.
1: Well, if it isn't Professor Waspington O'Connell.
4: If it isn't October Jones. Don't mess with my stuff.
0: October starts a casual pace toward him, stepping through the water leaking from
1: a damp crate. My partner Fish with Legs and I have been looking into the death of one Brody body. And I have questions.
4: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Where
2: were you when Mr. Body went overboard?
4: Okay. I see. You're a detective.
2: Yeah. And she's the bad cop now, so watch out.
4: I was down here, keeping an eye on my cargo. Then, I got hungry and I made myself a sandwich. Humphrey came down here for a while. We talked shop. Saw that mantis girl go by. She's not doing so well. Heard a commotion through the cargo hatch and went up to sea. And nearly ran into Lord Ladybug on the way. And then after that whole mess, I came back down here.
1: Huh. Okay. But care to explain this?
0: October dramatically reveals the letter with uncoordinated flair. What? This symbol appears on both your cargo and this death threat letter sent to Mr. Body. Waspington takes the letter from October and scrutinizes it.
4: It's Mafia Code. Mafia? A criminal organization run by moths seems Mr. Body owed them some money. The notches in the circle on the lower right, those mean gambling debts. Tiger Beetles, if I had to guess, he was that type. He owed me money too, as a matter of fact. A lot of it.
1: So
0: you did know him. He hands the letter back to her.
4: We did a job together a few years back, but he double-crossed me and made off with the money. Honestly, I thought he was dead. He had a different name back then. Norm norm l beetle it should surprise me that he was stupid enough to come back here after that but i guess that's norm
1: so why is there mafia code on your cargo
0: waspington walks over to his cargo he taps on the symbols burned into it
4: now this one here this means illegal cargo repeat customer international paid for you see i work with the mafia too
1: So you knew Mr. Body before this voyage, you worked for the criminal organization that sent him a death threat, and you were on the very boat he died on.
4: I didn't kill him, if that's where you're going.
2: Hey, buddy. No one's accusing you. We're just looking for the truth.
4: Listen, I appreciate what you're doing. It's very entertaining, but I need to tend to my cargo.
2: Not yet. Fish backs up to block the door. Just relax, buddy. My partner's only got a couple things left to say.
4: Ah. Okay.
2: Waspington leans on the crate to listen. Here's what I'm thinking.
1: Mr. Body owed you a lot of money. You knew he was working here and you wanted him to be afraid. So, you made sure you'd be on the manifest, but then you didn't say anything when you boarded, playing mind games to throw him off. Yesterday, you snuck up to the bow where he was working alone. You confronted him, argued, knocked him out. Then you took a rope, tied one end to Brody and the other to the dismantled crane, dropped the crane over the edge, and ran. You hopped over the edge and clung to the barnacles on the outside of the Agatha, then climbed back up and came in after Sheldon to deflect suspicion. The extra rope is why Captain Hummer didn't see anyone when Mr. Body went overboard. And Fish with Legs couldn't find him because he was dragged down so far and so fast by the crane that he was already at the bottom when she jumped in. Are you done? Yeah, I think so. Feeling guilty.
0: O'Connell pushes off the crate and steps forward. October backs up. He keeps approaching.
4: I have a question too, kid. If you really think I'm a vicious murderer who bashed someone's brains in and threw him down to the bottom of the sea, then what are you two doing confronting me alone? Somewhere where no one can hear you.
0: October bumps against the wall. (gasps) She slowly reaches for her boot knife. Fish gets ready to karate. Waspington takes another step, then crosses his arms and points to the side with a clawed finger.
4: Also, look over there.
0: Everyone looks. Leaning against another crate is the crane arm Brody removed, wrapped in dry oil skin. Wait, but-
4: Hey, maybe the detective thing won't work out. But I think you'd make a great novelist. That was a fantastic story. But, but, Like I said, I didn't kill him. I respect a guy who can con a con. Norm got away clean, so I call it square. But,
1: but you work for the Mafia.
4: I work with the Mafia. I've got a less than legal package to bring to Casamanta. That's why I'm on this sketchy boat. Um,
2: excuse me. I've been reliably and repeatedly informed that this is the premier vessel of the Red or Black Sea.
4: There's a human, a smuggler, and two broke nobles on it. It was raided last month by Imperial investigators, and again two weeks ago. The crew's made up entirely of fugitives and rebels, and the captain helps the Mothia smuggle supplies into Casamanta through the prayers of (gasps) Mant.
1: What? What's your package?
4: Ode to Hedgehog for a friend. It's Herovian, like you. Sensitive to moisture. And illegal to export, especially for a foreign national.
1: So you didn't do it?
4: Sorry, kid.
1: Scribe! We have every passenger's alibi. The two voices, someone running away, but but no one could have been there with Mr. Body. The crane is useless. What am I missing?
4: Give it some time.
1: What? Oh my moon goddess. Fish with flakes? I know who did it.
2: What? What? Oh, 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 fish with legs, are you ready to look into the eyes of the person who killed Brody body? The gift of life is so precious to mortals, but they are so willing to take it away from one another. While you watch from the side, mourning each death without ever truly understanding what death means to them. (sighs) You know what? I think you may have been onto something, October. Not being able to save Brody may have affected me a tiny bit. It definitely did. You're such a good friend, noticing subtle things like that. So, do you wanna... talk about it, or...? Yes! But first, the denouement! I'll go gather the passengers! Finally, she figured it out. Yeah, I know for sure who it-
0: Oh, no, that's not who I thought. Why would- Oh, that makes sense. I'm not sure. Maybe you're right. We'll find out next time, I guess. Let's stop.
4: This is Waspington O'Connell. Thank you for listening to October Jones and Fish with Legs. An interesting pair of those two might be going places. The show is created by Dexter Lavery-Calendar, Elizabeth Nivine, and Zoe Boujo. The music is by Alexander Cruz. It includes the vocal performances of Sarah Capanna, Tyson Fraley, Pavlo Tull, Zoe Boujo, Aaron Dunlop, and Elizabeth Nivey. That kid ain't half bad at this research stuff. I wonder if she's ever considered academia. Now I'd love to get a closer look at that book of Octobers. If I were you, I'd just go check out the pages on the website octoberandfish.ca unfortunately I'm a character in this story so I'll need to find another way to manage it but in my free time anyways I like to listen to another podcast called Aim for the Bushes you can find it wherever you found this podcast there you go